I am Lucas Mack, and I'm on a mission to see the hurting get healed and the healed go out and heal others in order for all of us to experience the true love and light we desire. This podcast is me sharing my journey with you so you don't feel alone in your journey. Welcome to the Golden Rule Revolution. Hello, brothers and sisters, and welcome back to another episode of the Golden Rule Revolution. I am Lucas Mack, and thank you for joining me on this journey. And today, I'm really excited. I, I've recently recorded this podcast, and I want to get it out as soon as I can. And I do have a lot of great guests that I've recorded, and those episodes will be coming out. But today, I'm really excited to bring Nicole No Grading on the show. Nicole and I met a couple years ago when Aaron Scotty and I were doing the Awakened Soul show. And we interviewed her and I just was struck by her, her soul and her soul's journey. And we've become, uh, you know, we've kind of paralleled, uh, stayed in touch, but she has been doing some amazing work. Her light is shining so brightly. You're going to hear an incredible story, this journey of her healing and her stepping into this new role, um, real new career path for her with some people that I really admire and um, it's a really fascinating episode, really powerful episode. And you see God's hand and guiding love throughout this whole episode and her story. And I know the same goes for your story. So dear brother and sister, without any further delay, here is our sister, Nicole Nogrady. Sis, welcome. Welcome to the podcast. I'm so happy to have you on. Thank you. And- I'm really be here seriously it's been we met uh like i mentioned in intro we met aaron scotty introduced us and we when aaron and i were doing the awakened soul got to have you on and and i've just loved the light you've shined ever since and really excited to hear your journey because you've been doing (laughs) a bit since we last talked so excited to have you on and thank you for coming on the podcast yes i'm really glad you asked me and i i am always uh I always believe that either I'm sending the signal out or I'm receiving the signal. And probably about a month ago, you were like on my radar again. I was like, what happened to Lucas and Aaron? And are they still doing the podcast? Like what's going on? And then, yeah. and then you messaged me. So yeah. So what more of these type of communication? I, sw- I don't know. It's, um, I don't it's know what you call psychic communications or it's like, yeah. Energy, like, yeah, it's happening more and more. Like, like for instance, I I hired this coach, um, a gal who has been on my podcast, amazingly powerful soul, Beagle. And um, in January, I was like, man, I should hire her as a as a coach. And I was like, nah, you know, <laughs> I'm just overthinking. But I it was really resonating. Like I should hire her as a coach. Uh huh. Later, she messaged me and she's like, hey, I don't know if this is like resonating, but I have this like feeling like I should reach out to you about coaching. I'm like, that is crazy. So yeah. And I'm same, same thing. So sis, what, what the heck's going on in this world? <laughs> you know, like, what? you know what? I used to think like I knew. And then now in the last year, especially now that I'm more so like, if, if you look at, at, at things in terms of like being like a bullseye, I'm like pretty far in the center now these days yeah. with the people that I'm around and associated with. Yeah. And I'm probably more confused now than ever because I almost liked my happy place of being further out in the rings mm. where it's like 
I could still believe in all my fun little conspiracies of like, yeah. oh, well, the military's going to come in and save us. And yeah. that, you yeah. know, and now I'm like, mm, maybe not. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, 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 dang. So, but um, I still, so I guess, okay. So last time we spoke and I actually, a few months ago, rewatched that episode and I was like, I was like, this is so good. It I love it. It was, yeah. And I sent it to a few friends and I was like, did you ever see this? And uh, they watched it and they're like, this is so good. And um, so over COVID, I started becoming more vocal online about what I thought was happening. And that caught the attention of people like you, like Aaron. And I got a Canon DSLR camera that I used my COVID money to buy because I was like, screw you. I'm going to use this weapon against you. Yes. You know, I'm going to yes. be the media. Yes. So I started traveling to all of the rallies. Had I done that yet? No, no, no. Oh, wow. Okay. So I got my camera started traveling. My, my mom's so generous. She had so many flight points with like American mm -hmm. airlines that yeah. she's like, just take them go. That's so, awesome. Uh, I went to, to like the, the stop the steal rally and I ended up having a media pass for January 6th and was like wow. right there in the front. And Donald Trump said nothing about, you know, go and break into the Capitol. Right. And, right. and, um, the group of friends I was with are also kind of well-known journalists and mm -hmm. they, I'll, I'll give them a shout out, Matt Couch. He's one of my good oh, friends. Yeah. Yeah. And, Matt, it was so cold that day. We were freezing. And I was like, Matt, I have like a bad feeling because we saw these, these, these kind of these kids walking with us. Mm. They were in all black and they were going up to these booths where they were selling Trump merchandise and they were like trying on stuff. And I was like, that is totally anti, but like, let's get out of here. So yeah. we went back to our hotel. And when we did, we got up to our room, we turned on Fox <laughs> and yeah. it was like back when I was in Hollywood and they would say background action. And then the background would kind of go, go crazy, do their thing. It looked like that. And I said, this looks like a total scene. Mm. Fed up. Yeah. And of course, we all know how that story unraveled from then to now. And so by the grace of God, thank you. I got the message. I got the download. Don't yeah. go. Yeah. So he didn't go. And, but a couple months later, maybe, maybe not even a month later, I was on the phone with Matt. And he's like, hold on a second. Someone's at my door. <laughs> he comes back. He's like, can I call you back? I'm like, yeah. And he basically hangs up on me. Calls me back like an hour and a half later. He goes, yeah, the FBI just left. Oh, wow. And I was like, what? And they questioned him. And thank God. And I was the only like female in our group. He's like, your female intuition kicked in that day. And wow. thank you. Because the guys were trying to pressure him to go to the Capitol. And I was like, mm, no. Mm -hmm. So he listened to me, thankfully. And yeah. Yeah. I'd be in jail if it wasn't for that. Seriously, it, you know, it's so crazy. I watched um, one of my favorite Anon shows um, was streaming live. And one of the co-hosts went all the way in the cab. I mean, he was like full on. He was, he was uh, live streaming on Zoom and I was fired up. And I was like, I would have been. Right? Like, yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. It was, I wrote this song 
um, around that time, it was like, we want justice. Like, that's what we want. We want there to be some sort of reckoning for what we know is wrong and unjust. And, yeah. and, you know, I'm thankful I didn't go that day because I probably, probably in a bunker somewhere or in a talking on this podcast probably. Yeah. 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 Uh, well, I'm glad you listened to your intuition. That's yeah. Yeah, me too. Me too. And that it was like, so we ended up in the lobby of our hotel and we were almost like practically like a first aid team because it felt like what I would imagine a modern day war would feel like the streets were like a muck. People were running around trying to get back to the hotel rooms covered in um, some people had like, you know, blood. Some people had their teeth knocked out. Some people had powder from uh, from like the tear gas on them. And I knew that I, I had gone to one of the other rallies about a month before. And then I went to one of the other rallies a month before that or two months before that. Excuse me, Celsius. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and uh, I knew that Mayor Bowser was trying to keep us from coming to, to do these rallies. So right. she was trying to close down all the restaurants. So just in case I packed a big suitcase with all my belongings and then a small carry on that I just stacked up, stocked up with food. So I brought all this food. So I brought this suitcase down into the lobby and I opened it up and I just started like giving stuff to people. And it, it felt like battle. It was Mm. Really crazy. And, and truly like a spiritual battle. Like you just posted, I think on Instagram, I don't know, recently I saw it. Ephesian, you know, you post it. It is a spiritual battle. We are in like literal visceral war that's I mean, manifesting in the physical realm. You know? Yeah, I really got to finish the song that I've been working on for like years. Mm-hmm. I think I need to do one more mix of it called Modern Day Holy War. And it's on the top of my Instagram, one of the other cuts, but I've just been like waiting for the right time. And I think it needs to go through one more round of like editing, but and it'll be ready That's to go. Right. Well, for I I can't wait. Everyone, just so you know, listening, you gotta go follow Nicole on Instagram and then and we'll get into the purple pill. Like I love the concept. It's a beautiful sentiment. And I want to hear what you're doing with that now. Okay. Usually my my poster is here, but I took it off the wall because it was just temporarily taped up here just so I could see what it looked like, but it's getting framed right now. Oh, sweet. <laughs> Sweet. So yeah, I love the purple lamp. Yeah, it looks great. It looks great. And my lava lamp is still heating up over here, but I was I was so stoked when I, I thought of getting a lava lamp. I'm like, that's one of those things that's like so nostalgic that yes. uh that you never see anymore. Yeah. So yeah. Tell, so I cut you off. I didn't mean, to, but when you're giving out food, like what? like that day specifically, how did it end? Like you go to bed and like, what the hell just happened or. So we ended it. We we still didn't know how the vote was going to go because remember they, they, they put it on hold because, you know, because AOC like almost died that day, you know? Right. right. <laughs> um, so they were going to reconvene at like 11 PM and we already had this so so good friend dr cordy williams has a brand called 1776 forever free 
Go check out his stuff. I love his hoodies. They are the best. I know he's not telling me to say that right now. Um, But he was having like a little kind of gathering after party type thing in that same hotel upstairs in the presidential suite. So we still ended up having the event, but it was so somber. It was so sad. And everyone's just kind of sitting around. And we were watching the, the vote with Mike Pence and we watched him get handed some kind of coin or something kind of, I think it was, I I could be wrong. Double check this, but I think it was Lindsey Graham that hand, hand, he gets off the the podium and gets handed some kind of coin or something was passed off. Mm. And I was like, did you guys just see that? And people in the room were like, yeah, what the heck was that? And I'm just like, man, this is all, Mm. you know, and look at kind of Mike Pence, how he's sort of handled things from then to now. I kind of had an intuition that he wasn't maybe who everyone like thought he was. Mm -hmm. And I still stand by those sentiments. And so there was some kind of backdoor deal something that was was being made that day i i believe yeah yeah so that really angered <laughs> that ruined the party yeah <laughs> i was like well what what um and since it's been like i think you and i like you know i have the great awakening map behind me i've had champ on who designed it where you know i was following q like i'm still i love q i'm like there's something to, there's a frequency. I can, I guess that's the best way to say it. There's a frequency to the Q post that is such a high resonance and like people that read it, it's like reading scripture. It's like, well, did you read it? No. Well, have you read the Bible? No. But why do you have an opinion of the Bible? If you haven't read it yourself, it's like, yeah. have you read the Q post? They're like, no, well, read them. And when people start reading, like, you know, their mind just like ex- expands, explodes, whatever. Yeah. And I think after that January 6th, we're all hoping like, you know, and there's all these characters that date set and we're hoping by this and this, and it's just been this one continuation of what the hell is going on? You know, what is, I know. Yeah. I know. I, you know, if, if, for, for those people that are watching that do remember when Trump had all of the military personnel lined up behind him and then Melania and his whole team, and he said, this is the calm before the storm. And I was like, oh, my gosh. And I put that up on my Instagram and it got taken down immediately. And I'm just like, well, of course. Yeah. Uh, and that's the thing is, is remember, they took my entire Instagram page down. No warning, nothing. And it's because I was putting up just everything Q, all the information, all the posts. And it was before yeah. they did the big Q dump and got rid of any accounts that were putting up Q stuff. Yeah. Why? Would they feel the need to delete these people, these pages, this information, if there wasn't something to it? If it was just disinformation, yeah, right. Let it live. You'd want to let it fly. You'd be like, sure, you can go ahead and believe all that because it's yeah. not real. It's not going to happen, but it's going to keep you guys quiet. And yeah. and you yeah. know, so that right there, I was like, okay, there's definitely something to it. And I still deep down believe it, but. I also needed to root myself in the physical reality because am I going to actively be part of creating that's right that yes. timeline? 
Or am I just going to sit in my apartment and listen to X22 all day? <laughs> right. And, you know, and right. just fake, phony, and false. It. It's all fake, phony, and false. <laughs> you know, yeah. So I'm it. like, no, I'm going to do it. So that's why I got the camera and I started going to the rallies. And really, it was, I look at the video of me. At, I, I got up on my chair mm. uh, before POTUS came out because he was like an hour late. So that also changed the whole timeline of that day too, to not match up with their story is that oh, he, right. Right. he was like an hour late. So I got up on my chair and I turned around to look at the crowd. I will never forget this moment. And I, I almost always get choked up even just talking about it. Cause it was like, mm. I was like, I am in history right now. Yes. And it was just a sea, like looking at the ocean. For as far as I could see, red, white, and blue, all different faces, colors, whatever. Um, I don't know, a couple million people that we think were there that day. And I just was like, I'm never going to probably see this many people again in one place gathered. Yeah. And I have to say that. So I had a media pass, but they were still being sticklers about who could come even with a media pass, they were not letting us bring our cameras. So I ended up getting in the VIP media area, but I had to take my camera bag and camera back to my hotel. Oh, wow. I had to go all the way back through the crowd to my hotel, drop it off, then come back and somehow make my way back through the crowd, back into the VIP. I don't know how the heck I, I, I was like, lost in the sea of people and I just started praying I was like God like direct me how can you help me get back to where I was all of a sudden a golf cart pulls up and I asked can I get on your golf cart so I stood up on the golf cart so I could see where I needed to go and then as I started walking in the direction that I needed to go I just was saying to people excuse me media you know coming through and people were so nice nicest people yes. ever they're yes. like oh get her through you know and yes. they no one was bumping me just the kindest like the energy was just so positive and I was thinking man this is so different than when I used to work like concerts mm-hmm. and everyone's like in their ego yeah. and get out of my way and like you know why are you trying to push ahead of me and nothing like that and so it was just a wonderful day and it is so sad and tragic that it ended the way that it did, but it's a spiritual battle and yeah. Yeah. That was one of the big battle days. Yeah. Huge. Yeah. Truly. Well, since that, um, like how is your, like your political views, but also your spiritual views, like how have they shifted and changed through this whole journey? I, Never thought that this would happen, especially because I really went down the, 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 I don't want to say new age path because I don't want people to give that and automatically discredit me, but I needed to go through the new age path because new age is just information and it's information about humanity and the human body and our minds and how it connects to spirit to god to the jesus to you know christ consciousness and all that and so through learning about all that in hollywood and then going through what i've been through politically it led me really deeply back into christianity Mm, beautiful so i if you would have told me 
like years ago that like oh you'd be like a right right wing christian political i'd be like what? yeah yeah like, right yeah. yeah but yeah but i still believe in manifestation i still believe in the power of of the human mind and consciousness and manifestation and i believe that meditation is not evil meditation is you know opening yourself up to receive god's message yeah. praying yeah. is praying to god with you know what your thoughts and feelings and message is right i mean so yeah I purple pilled let's talk well just the point of meditation i think is so important where Psalm 1 1 says, Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful, but so the contrast, but you know, everything before but is, you know, invalidated. But his delight is in the law of the Lord. And in his law does he meditate day and night. And you know, in Christianity, we're taught like the law, whether it's the Ten Commandments or in Judaism, the 613 mitzvah, it's like well, I got to know like the legality and that's what I need to meditate on. But really the law, Jesus made it very clear. What's the law? What's the greatest law is to love God and love your neighbor, like love. And so when we can meditate truly on the love of God, like that is where God just pours, pours into us such beauty and such, for instance, like I, I have learned in my journey and it's not about me. I will ask you, but it's just to affirm what you're saying in Hebrew, the word for love. So anytime in the Hebrew Bible or the old Testament, what we'd call it, the word love shows up. It's the word Ahava, which is a B H A of Ahava, A H A V A. Ahava. Yeah. Ahava and Ahava means to give. So love in, in the masculine form is God, as we say, he, Give so John 3 16 for God so loved the world that he gave this concept of God's love is constantly giving, always because masculine gives the feminine energy receives. So, what I've learned is that the greatest act of love that we can give each other, but first and foremost, God is to receive his love. The greatest act of love I can give is to receive love. Because when I receive love, if I, as I receive your love, I'm giving you love. You feel loved and validated when we receive yeah. God, God feels seen and validated, you know? And so there's this, there's this beautiful concept. We were talking about praying is talking to God and meditation is really receiving God. Yeah. Yeah. And it's a, and we're just not taught it. I think in, in the Christian paradigm, it's like, you know, everything good, I feel like it's hijacked. So if it, it's gotten yeah. hijacked, I'm always like, okay, what's the origin? What was the intent? Because uh, even Christianity can get hijacked. I mean, obviously, we know. I 1000% was just having this conversation earlier yesterday that I firmly believe that a lot of Christianity has been hijacked for yeah. control. Yeah. And that hopefully with purple pilled, I want to at least express my own sort of hybridized view of certain concepts that maybe the Christian community sometimes they get they get a little rubbed the wrong way. <laughs> but once I kind of explain my view on something, they're like, oh. Yeah. Oh. Okay. Yeah. You know, and I'm like, 
It like, is such a beautiful sentiment, the purple pill. And just to lead in, because I want to hear all about this. And it, this is such a beautiful concept. Um, there's a verse in the Bible, Malachi 3, 6. It says, I am the Lord. I change not. So then we know that one verse, Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forever. So Malachi 3, 6 establishes God never changes. He's the Lord. I am the Lord. I change not. So then I ask Christian leaders, like the, the guys that lead the national uh, prayer breakfast in DC are based in Seattle. A lot of them are anyway. And they kind of were talking to me like, Hey, you're, you know, are, are you off the reservation and your beliefs? Like, where are you going? And I'm like, I'm here to explore. I feel like Solomon, you know, Solomon mastered every religion for him to write the book of Ecclesiastes to say, let us hear the whole conclusion of the matter. Like I've done, I've been rich. I've been poor. I've done this and that. I've, I, I've, I've experienced it all for me to come back and say, obey God and fear God and obey his commandments for this, the whole duty of man. Mm-hmm. And so I've explored all these different paths. And why I bring this up is um, these guys were like hedging me similar to what you're saying. The Christian people are like, Oh, I don't know. And I said, well, did Paul write that the Gentiles got grafted into the vine to provoke the Jews to jealousy? And they're like, yeah, awesome. Because God never changes. So don't you think that he's grafting the new age world into the vine to provoke the Gentile world to jealousy? Those who have been in this comfortable body of Christ, Sunday service, this is the rigidity of this is our doctrine. It's like, whoa, all of a sudden this other ocean has been opened up with people talking about consciousness, love in a different way, like true unconditional love, not if you don't do these things, I'm going to, you know, whatever, just some form of condition and control. And I think it's such a beautiful thing because the purple pill is this like other way of looking at it all. And so it's both. And yes, exactly. It's, and it's, and it's, it's, I don't even remember when the concept of purple pill hit me, but I think it's because I, I got to experience what sort of practicing Buddhism kind of felt like living in LA. I went to meditation classes. Mm -hmm. I went to like the drum circles. Mm -hmm. I went to the sound baths and I'll be honest, I'll still go to a sound bath because (laughs) if you've ever studied something called cymatics, Mm -hmm. C-Y-M-A-T-I-C-S, cymatics, it is where you can actually visually see either like water or sand on either a metal plate or in a bowl where they take music or tones and actually show the vibrations happening. And if you look at like, like uh, there's an example with a metal plate and sand on it and there's, there's a wire connected to it and they're sending different, uh, different Hertz through it. And mm-hmm. as they crank it up, crank it down. I know you know what I'm talking about. Yep, but from yep, the- yep. It's literally changing patterns mm-hmm. and it's moving the sand. And when you actually see that for the first time, which for me, that was maybe like seven years ago or so, mm-hmm. it was like, my love. Yeah. I was like, yeah. I'm actually seeing what I felt, which is that the word, which mm. God, you know, the word yep. of God yeah. is powerful yes. and that words have power in what we say, what we think, what we speak is yeah. all that power and the vibration of it is real and affects the matter that's around us. Right. That 
cannot be denied once you visually see that sand on that plate changing geometric shapes. And then I learned about sacred geometry, Mm. about raindrop, you know, about snow having, you know, the the sacred geometry and and Masaru Emoto speaking Mm. negatively to water, speaking positively and actually watching the molecular structure change. That's when I was like, I can't deny that. And I'm not going to call it woo woo. And I'm not going to discredit it because I want to be a Christian. Yeah. Both. We need to learn that the cabal Mm -hmm. knows this knowledge because this is all just knowledge. Knowledge is power. Mm-hmm. They've hijacked this knowledge for themselves. And then they've told the Christians, oh, this is new age. This is bad. It's evil. You don't need to know about it. La, right. la, la. Put your right. blinders on. Just go to church, do your prayers, and that's it. Right. But they no, you need to understand your own power that every cell in your body vibrates to a certain frequency that you can go to a sound bath and sit there with the sound crystal healing bowls and you will receive that healing because your cells are vibrating at a higher hertz, which now that we know with somatics, somatics is actually like uh, uh, healing with sound. Yep. That there's, you know, and so anyways, long story short, I just refused to give up certain concepts just because the Christian community wasn't ready for it yet. And do I think that, okay, if you do Kundalini yoga, it's evil. I'm like, eh, you know, I have been to a couple Kundalini um, meditations and I go by what I feel. I've gone into a room with someone where there's a meditation and it's that type of meditation. And I'm like, oh, there's some weird here and I don't like it and I'll I'll leave or I won't go back. But then I've gone to meditations where I felt the presence of God there and I felt uplifted. My serotonin levels rose, you know, and um, and so I think it comes down to. You can do the things, the new age things, the sound bowls, the crystals, and pay attention to what energy is being channeled because yep. it can be either good or bad. And the same can go to a church. There's churches I've walked into where I'm like, there's a warlock behind the pulpit presenting himself as some holy roller and it's dark energy. It's dark consciousness. So it's really, and you know, it's so interesting. The Bible's quantumly infinitely brilliant it is so beyond and like verses in the bible like life and death are in the power of the tongue and those that love it and love means to give in hebrew so those that give to it so life and death are in the power of the tongue and those that love it shall eat receive the fruit thereof so the bible is telling us that the power of life and death the frequency that we speak is either going to bring life or it's going to bring death. And that is within us. That's our intention. That's our frequency. That's our vibration because we're co-creators with the most high. Why? Because we're the only species that God deemed worthy enough to make in his image, which is why they want to hijack us, turn us into this robotic slave society. And so you're right. Like, I think what you're saying is, you know, so, so often, I think in politics, in I'm going to say spirituality, not just Christianity or religion, like spirituality. We're in such a reactionary state because people come and say, well, that's 
whatever, that's this, or that's bad. And it's constantly in judgment. It's like, well, you're judging frequency. is not liberating any soul. I don't see the world changing because of the judgment that we hold, but I do know that our internal knowing your intuition, like when we're tapped into that, that's tapped into God's still small voice inside of us. Oh, that's that's trust in yourself. And it was supposed to be a lot smaller, but it ended up being a little big, but I've beat myself up over the years a little bit because I'm like trusting yourself. I'm like, no, trusting God. But I'm like, you actually have to trust in yourself first in order to receive from God. That's right. You have to be comfortable with yourself. And it's kind of like a chicken and an egg thing. Like the more deeply I get back into the church, the more confident I'm becoming back in myself again. Mm. And, you know, kind of like plays off one and the other. But, But you made me think of something when you were talking about uh, the word. So you look at trends of um, slang with, I don't want to say the kids, but yeah, yeah. The, young, the youngs. <laughs> I have friends that are like, oh my God, that's so funny. I'm dead. Oh, I'm dead. And yep. I'm like, stop it. That's right. That's and, right. And I said to my friend, I'm like, stop speaking that over your life right. and over the person you're speaking to. It people makes say, that, kill, that kills me. That that kills me. Or something like that. It's like, like new. Yeah. <laughs> so uh and there's another one too that uh that kind of gets me, that kind of that bugs me. The concept of sick as like, oh that's sick yeah, is something. That's, sick. Good. that's the other one. That's yes. the other one. Yeah. It's yeah, crazy. Oh, that's sick. I'm like, no, it's wonderful, it's fantastic, yeah. it's brilliant, it's amazing. Yes. yes. It's incredible. Like <laughs> yes. Picture the water, the, the Masoro Emoto in the water. Like you want to be when they 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 literally done experiments where they've said the word sick over mm-hmm. and over to that water or that plant, and it literally gets sick. Yeah, and it dies. Yeah. So yeah. I'm fascinated by I, for I just someone asked me at a plant ceremony retreat that I was at. Um well, like ayahuasca. Uh, ayahuasca retreat, yeah. And you're a purple pill too. I haven't done it yet, but you know, I, you know, I am purple. It is. And I think actually most of the Bible, I think manna from heaven, they, anyway, I have a whole theory on like when Moses marries Jethro's daughter and Jethro is a high priest of the Midianites and the Midianites became the Druze people in, in Lebanon, Jordan and Israel right now um, that exists today. And they use the acacia tree, which has the highest concentration of DNT. And when he sees God speaking to him in a burning bush, I think this is analogous of Moses. How and why not? Because he wasn't a deity; he was a man. He was a man that had a, a relationship with the earth that God made. Even so much so that God said, "Take your shoes off," because the ground that you're standing on is holy. So Moses, if anyone knew the relationship between earth grounding and connection to divine, right? The other stuff too is I, I want to teach people that is is you know you have a nervous system if you walk barefoot like right. things that that my Christian family and friends like this stuff's real it's scientific it's measurable yes and the only way we are going to elevate us as one body of God of Christ yep. Yep. on this planet yep. is to actually use these I don't even want to say esoteric principles because they're not but just like use the science of God yes to elevate ourselves as one whole consciousness to elevate the planet this stuff is far more 
hippie than yeah. Yeah. people. And I'm actually about to get baptized on, on, on the 28th. Thank you. That's on the 28th of May, uh, there's there this church. It's called Oceans. Mm. And, and um, we're doing it at Pirate's Cove, which is cool. the same place where Pastor Jack Hibbs from Jesus Revolution wow. back in like, you know, 70s. So we're basically kind of re, I don't want to say reenacting, but we're doing it again, <laughs> bringing that revival back here in California. And I keep saying, I'm like, if California falls politically or spiritually, the United States falls, if the United States falls, then the, the world the, falls. Yeah. yeah. And I really think that California is this kind of holy, there's, there's supposedly like different chakras of the world, right? Yeah, yeah. and ley lines and, and also yeah, I, yeah. So LA and California to me is like the throat chakra of the world. That's why media That's cool. all out of LA and trends and culture all stems from here in in California, Orange County and yes. Los Angeles, and we're we're a very integral part of what happens culturally yes. globally. Yes. So, so yeah, I'm excited to be a part of that. And it will be a year since I was in the hospital and I had my own, um, near death kind of experience. What happened? Um, I didn't know that. No. So unless you don't want to share, I mean, but... no, I actually do yeah. want to share it. I, I very much so wanted to share it. So I, I'll try not to get emotional about it, but, uh, I, so a year ago, I was actually just working back in a sports club doing massage again because I'm a massage therapist and I just wanted to kind of get back to work. I shut my business down in LA due to COVID, moved back in with my family in Orange County, and then had some a friend who was a massage therapist at a sports club. I've never really done a lot of, of massage in an establishment like that. I've always been just very independent, have my own clients. I like it that way. I like to be my own boss. Yeah. But I thought this is just at least good for me to get back with some community. So I started working there. And unfortunately, it was last April that a lot of people were getting boosters. And um, people were coming in during during the month of April. Yeah. Almost one after the other saying, okay, you know, my neck sore, my mid back, my low back, but please avoid my arm here. And I'm like, oh, did you get a vitamin shot? And they're like, no, I just got my booster. And I'm like, well, wh when? And they're like, this morning or oh, yesterday. And I'm like, you know, just to yeah. let you know, there is a shedding it does happen for at least a couple of weeks or a week. Anytime you get a vaccine, a flu shot, anything. And their reaction was always, oh, my doctor didn't tell me that. Or, oh, CVS, because you should really go to CVS. Yeah, right. Medical. Right. CVS didn't tell me that. So I'm obligated to, to, you know, pr do therapy on these people. Yeah. And on the back of my mind, I'm thinking I yeah. knew about the spike proteins. I knew about the spike protein shedding coming out of saliva, blood, sweat. But I said to myself, I'll be fine. I'll just take some, uh, you know, pine needle tea or whatever. Mm -hmm. Well, I started noticing dizziness in the room working on these people i started noticing sometimes kind of like chemically weird smell and it wasn't with everyone it was just with certain clients 
I started noticing when I would go from like a squatting position, working on someone's hands to the standing position, feeling really lightheaded, dizzy, and just all around, just knowing that like something's off. I've massaged Mm -hmm. in spas. I've massaged for, you know, eight years now. And there's something different that's going on here. And around that same time, I had months prior when I had COVID, I was talked into taking antibiotics, which is really dumb because antibiotics, I don't think do anything for COVID. Mm. COVID now they're saying actually kills certain gut bacteria, wipes it out completely once you've had COVID. So I had taken these antibiotics in December. I was on a regiment of probiotics that happened to be too strong for my gut considering Mm, that it points yeah yeah so that was happening then i was exposed to all of the vaccine spike proteins and then i was exposed to a bacteria called c diff Mm. there was a sewage backup in the place where i lived and i believe there was also mold mold. talking about that yes so it was like the perfect storm of all these different factors happening kind of all at once. And last May, I got invited from my friend Matt Couch mm. to Mar-a-Lago. And I went and he even said to me, I seemed a little different. My personality wasn't as jovial as like it usually is. Mm. And your personality is really dictated by like what's going on in your stomach, your neurotransmitters, your serotonin, your dopamine, your epinephrine, your norepinephrine, all of those things that are regulated by this whole world that you have inside your stomach. That's mm. they say it's your second brain, but I have to be honest, I think it's your first. first. Brain. Yeah, yeah. That's your first brain, and then it goes up to the brain and the second brain, yeah. and the heart, the third. But uh, I flew home that weekend. And was just not feeling right. And mm. I started to slowly back off on taking these probiotics because intuitively I was kind of feeling like, I don't think this is working for me. Mm. But what happened then is that further kind of knocked things off. And around the same time, I get a DM from a friend who's in politics. And he says to me, Maureen Bannon, mm. and she's trying to get a hold of you. And I'm like, Wait, like Steve Bannon? Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> That's amazing. What? Yeah. <laughs> Wait, Maureen Bannon's trying, huh? <laughs> so sure enough, I checked my DMs. There's a message from her in there. She's like, hey, my dad really, wa- my dad wants to know if you're available to do photographs for us and some corresponding up at Facebook for an anti-censorship rally up at Facebook mm-hmm. headquarters <laughs> two days from then. Um are you available? And he had, he had come across my photography website, awesome. website from all of the photos that I took just on my own accord, going to uh, DC and capturing all the rallies. And uh, he loved my photography and I talk about like a great, amazing. it is. That's amazing. I was like okay. freaking out. Like I'm <laughs> right now still like yeah so sure enough within 48 hours i'm on a plane wow but the stress and pressure oh and i had also just quit my massage job Mm. because i had uh an issue with my wrist on top of all the other weird stuff 
So I had just quit my job, just gone to Mar-a-Lago and then just got this in this phone, this message. Uh-huh. It was, and my cat of, of like 16, 17 years passed away in February. Yeah, so much. And then all the gut stuff, it was just too much stress all at one time that when I went to get on the plane, I had like an anxiety attack, mm. but it was like nothing I've ever experienced. All the blood rushing into my hands and my heart pounding like nothing I've ever experienced. Mm. And I had taken a supplement that morning that I shouldn't have taken. It was licorice root, mm. which messes with your cortisol. Mm. So I'm on the plane and they thought I was just having an anxiety attack. I thought maybe I was having a heart attack. I didn't yeah. know what was going on. And then I thought maybe it's like blood sugar or this or that. I this is probably TMI, but when I got off the plane, I went yeah, bathroom. Basically was like excreting all the water in my body. Mm. But I was extremely severely dehydrated and I got dizzy. I and this was on the way to Facebook headquarters for the biggest job break yeah. of like life with yeah. someone like I really respect in politics and just right. couldn't believe that God had aligned for me. And I'm in the car in the Uber and Steve FaceTimes me from the studio. And he's like, I saw one of your episodes of your podcast. Cause I had thus far done one episode of purple pill. And he's awesome. like, it was great. I love your photography. Thanks for doing this. And I was faking it. I mm. was like, <sighs> I, I felt like I needed to go to the hospital, mm. but I was like, I can't mess this up. That day was one of your tough, your tough troubles of my life. And I was on camera in Menlo Park with, you know, with RFK Jr. right here with an entire crowd behind me. And I'm on my selfie stick interviewing with Steve and just trying to not hit the hit the ground. I felt like I was just going to collapse. Mm. And I told him this later and he's like, are you serious? He's like, I had no idea because you really held it together. And I, was, <laughs> yeah. I didn't know what else to do. I just, I just was praying, you know, and that. Mm. So after that night, when I came home, that is when my body started going into a cardiovascular, complete dereg dysregulation. Mm. I started having like panic attack after pain. I didn't even want to call it a panic attack because mm. it wasn't just that I, had anxiety yeah, it was yeah, that something, something was off in my body that was causing an anxiety reaction yeah. and i ended up going to the emergency room my heart rate was so high and my blood pressure was 175 over 100 i didn't sleep for a full 24 hours mm. and it started this whole cascade of what was two months of my amygdala in my brain being stuck on in fight or flight mode mm. <laughs> and mm. i didn't sleep for about eight weeks i lost about 25 pounds i got down to 108 pounds yeah i went to the emergency room five six times mm. and the first time i ever went they rushed me back they took my stats and they rushed me back there right away and they could not figure out what was wrong and the only thing they could do was give me benzos. Mm. 
on my tiny little frame, they're putting, they're injecting benzodiazepines. So then every time I would leave the hospital, I would go through a benzo withdrawal. So my gut was, and I wasn't taking the probiotics anymore. So my gut was completely out of whack. Mm. And later I found out through some tests that I had had C. diff. C. Mm. diff can kill you if you're compromised. Um, And I had, I had it. I didn't, couldn't use the, didn't go to the bathroom for like weeks. My gut motility was completely stopped. I was totally uncomfortable. Couldn't eat. Every time I would eat, sometimes my throat would like kind of close up. Basically, my body was shutting down. Yeah. And I was starting to go septic. And God bless my mom. But Mm. she, I think, was so freaked out that she couldn't even handle it. She was just like, you're fine. You're imagining it. It's just anxiety. And my stepdad was like, no, her something's wrong in her stomach. And he knew Mm. Uh, he spent a lot of time taking care of me. God bless him. And it was the most traumatic experience of my life. I spent about two months Mm. in my apartment by myself on and off the phone with this she was kind of like a nutrition coach trying to help me. But when you're a so, so your amygdala serotonin, serotonin is like the most important neurotransmitter mm. for the human body. And I didn't know this, but without adequate serotonin, your cardiovascular system can't function. Mm. So your heart, your blood, your arteries, everything in your brain can't function congruently without mm. enough serotonin. I thought I had had too much serotonin. Turns out I was totally deficient in serotonin. And so I would try to sleep and I would wake up a couple hours later with my heart pounding so fast Mm. that I was feeling like I was having a heart attack. Then there was times where my heart would skip a beat, almost stop for a sec. And I just weeks and weeks of not knowing how to get out of it, thinking that I was going to die. Mm. And then the doctor is not knowing how to help me. And there was one point where I was laying on the floor in my living room and I'm on the phone with this woman who, God bless her. She didn't even live in California, but she was trying to kind of coach me from afar. Mm -hmm. And I said to her, I said, I feel like if I close my eyes right now, my, my, I'm going to leave my body. Mm. She was so at a loss. She goes, well, you know where you're going to go, right? I said, oh well, yeah. She goes, would it be that bad? It's important. Yeah. And in that moment, I got this like wave of energy. Mm. Like, no. Yeah. No. No. And I, I almost immediately hung up with her. Gives me chills. Yeah. Gives me chills. I hadn't eaten. You could see my bones. If I sat mm-hmm. down, I couldn't shower. I had to be showered. I couldn't wash my hair. I could, I mean, literally like my body was like dying. Yeah. yeah. And I picked myself up off the floor in my apartment and somehow walked down the stairs into the complex where I lived and went into the grass and just the word grounding. I put my hand in the grass and I just started rocking Mm. and praying and like asking God, like, I will give my life to you. I will dedicate everything moving forward to you. I will not try to control my life anymore. 
and I will not condemn my life and I will not say things negative about myself anymore. I will not say I hate my life or I hate, you know, negative self-talk that I was having. I had the biggest break of my life. And then immediately what felt like a massive spiritual attack on me, starting from the grass at Facebook headquarters. Mm. And I actually, the only thing I could do work-wise when I started to come out of it and feel better was, was to drive for a lift because I couldn't, I couldn't walk upstairs. I couldn't, I mean, I was finally able to drive, but, um, I had picked up a gentleman and his son at the Disneyland convention center. And there was a Christian conference there. Mm. And I felt really compelled to open up to this man in this five minute, 10 minute drive yeah. and just tell him what was, what had happened to me. And we got to the hotel and he's like, can I pray over you? Mm. And so he did. And he's like, whatever is attached to you, like I release it, you leave, I absolve you. Like, and that really was like a turnaround for me. And then at the same time, my mom, who she was just beside herself. She couldn't handle what was going on. Yeah. She could only think of how to handle it from like a, a Western perspective. Yeah. Yeah. They took me to a psychiatrist because my mom thought Nicole just has really bad anxiety, but my stepdad's like, no, there's like some stuff going on. And he yeah. knew, yeah. but going to a psychiatrist enabled me to actually get medication, which I've mm-hmm. never been had depression. I've never, I mean, mild seasonal yeah. depression. And, you know, your vitamin D gets low, but not like that. And um, the doctor said to me after looking at tests, he goes, you almost have no serotonin in your body. So your amygdala is stuck in the on position, Mm -hmm. on switch. And because your gut is so messed up and your neurotransmitters are not producing, we have to bypass your gut and get serotonin into your brain. So they put me on Zoloft. Yeah which I've been so against big pharma, so against all of that. But I was in such a moment of desperation. I was like, uh, I couldn't even make decisions for myself. Yeah. I mean, I looked like, like a, walked in there, I looked like a homeless person. Yeah. It was crazy. Yeah. 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 So they put me on medication. And within the first few days, I was able to use the restroom for the first time in two yeah. weeks. Amazing. And, um, Unfortunately, that medication makes things worse before better. So then I kind of got a little worse, but then mm-hmm. things started stabilizing. I was on benzos to sleep at night yeah. and, but things started getting better and things started calming down in my brain. And then from May to fast forward to October, actually August, one of my best guy friends of 21 years passed away. And, um, it wasn't because of fentanyl, but there was some in his system. And I don't know if his mom's going to watch this or not, but, uh, forgive me for saying that. Um, I had to basically like, while I was still super fragile, had to help her plan his funeral. Mm. And I bought the shirt that he wore in his casket because she couldn't get herself to go to the mall. So I just know that the strength that I had Mm. I couldn't have done it. Mm. Like, anyways. So yeah, it was really tough. It was yeah. really tough. But um yeah. 
And I made it through. And in October, I was finally stable enough. And I get a phone call from Steve. And he, by the way, when I told him what was going on with me, that man is one of the busiest people on the planet. He was texting me every single day for like two months. How are you? Are you okay? What's going on? And we would just chat back and forth because all I could do was lay on the couch like this. And um, anyways, when I was finally all better, he invited me to go to Cary Lake Rally in October, late October. And uh, what was only supposed to be four or five days turned into like two and a half weeks awesome. of traveling from Arizona, South Arizona, North Arizona, to DC, to back to Arizona, to the Trump announcement at Mar-a-Lago to take photos to him hiring me to run the Instagram page because I had noticed that no one was posting on the Instagram and I'm pretty savvy with Instagram. So um, he offered me a position with War Room doing that. Awesome. And, uh, Amazing. It's been crazy, <laughs> crazy, crazy. So now here I am. Um, did a ton of traveling, was at AmFest, which is a Turning Point USA conference with Steve and the crew, was at uh, CPAC with yeah. Steve and the crew, That's and awesome. just not taking anything for granted at all. And really, every time that I want to get frustrated about something, anything, I just say to myself, just be glad you're alive. Mm. I'm alive, and I'm breathing. And when I was going through it, I was going through one of the things that was affected and is affected by serotonin is your diaphragm. Mm. I really couldn't breathe. And yeah, yeah, yeah. So I had a few people tell me that I was mad at life and that part of that was that and a spiritual attack and physical. And it was just a lot, but I definitely feel like it was a death of the old version of myself and a rebirth yes. of the new. And I'm just, yeah. And now I'm off all medications. And so. Sis, what a beautiful. <laughs> you know, I think for humans, it's easy for us to hear information or, you know, read, let's just use the Bible, read the Bible and and it seems something external to us. It's like Romans 8, 28. And we know all things work together for good to them who love God, to them who are the called according to his purpose. Like, well, that sounds really nice. Except the working part, working together. Like I look at all these storylines that you just shared and all the, the, the intertwining, the, the, the tapestry, the weaving, and it hurts and it sucks. And it's, that's you lived the and are living the epitome of the truth of that verse, not just the nice verse to have or a nice, you know, anon channel uh that we, you know, you know what I mean? Like, um, and I think that's I think all of us, and first of all, I didn't get choked up. I thank you for your vulnerability and your beauty and your grace and your strength to share this because not only does it unlock all the doors of every person listening and a lot, every heart's going to unlock a little bit more everyone's. And this is the beauty of 
life and death are in the power of the tongue and you're speaking life in the sense that you almost died and you chose life. There is Martin Luther. So when Luther is this monk, this brilliant legal minded monk in Wittenberg, and he's reading all these texts that he never had access to before. And he read for the very first time, the verse, the just shall live by faith. And he was like, what? Wait, what is this verse? You never heard of it at all. Here's this guy's an ordained monk and, and, you know, at a monastery doing his thing. And he reads a verse for the very first time and it changes his life. The just shall live by faith. And there's four times that verse is shown in the Bible. In our job, we're given the choice. Do you want to just go? And you said, no, I want to live because the living is the, when we can choose life, you know, choose ye this day whom you will serve. And most of us are just living life because it's like, well, I didn't have to do anything to get this life. So I just keep doing what I'm doing. But when you are exactly without intention and without purpose and without gratitude and without the humility and without the vulnerability and without saying, I need help because we need help as humans. I, I, there's this crazy, (laughs) you know, I'm still down all sometimes down these rabbit holes or I'll find someone on Twitter and I'll find him on rumble. And there's, you know, there's characters, but I'm watching this one character. I don't even want to say his name because it's so ridiculous, but um, I've learned a lot. He said, you know, God, he said, um, God's economy is a pay it forward economy. He's like, it's not capitalism. Capitalism's great, but it doesn't solve what, what God's intention for the heart of mankind is, is to give and constantly give and bless one another. He said, God's economy is a pay it forward economy. Uh, that is such a beautiful way to look at it. But how can we pay it forward unless we learn vulnerability and say, I need help or, and not be embarrassed, not be shamed. And, uh, you know, you tell Steve, I don't feel, <laughs> I'm not doing well. Instead of like, oh, I'm Okay. Yeah, they wanted me. They wanted me the next day after I got home because I went up and back in the same day because it was only like an hour flight. Yeah. And I was only really asked to do photography first. Mm. And I'm like, okay, cool. This will be easy. And then I get there. And then in the in the Uber is when Cameron, the producer, he's like, hey, Steve wants to know if you can do a hit. And that show is very, I mean, when you're in news, everything is on the fly. Everything yep. is, yep. you know, goes so he's like can you do steve wants you to do a hit and i'm like okay and i'm thinking to myself i've played a reporter like in movies like a lot of times like i'm just gonna play reporter (laughs) so that's what i did and he 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 said i did such a great job they wanted me to report the next morning on it and that's when i had to say i don't feel so well and i didn't want to of course but i knew that something was seriously wrong and the thing is is it happened so fast from from mm. from going to Facebook and stepping off that grass. Mm. I believe in demonic energy more than ever before, and that there was something that just I had the light that I came with, and Steve and we were get, I was getting ready to do some big things with him, and then that dark force was like, yeah, you know, but. But I asked for help. I, you know, as a, as an Uber driver, a Lyft driver, I asked the gentleman for, you know, I was, I, I didn't ask him for help, but obviously he knew. Yeah. Yeah. Asking for help. That's what I really learned is 
I've been such a strong female my whole life. Oh, mm-hmm. I can do it by myself. And part of why, you know, I'm not married yet. Mm-hmm. And that's like kind of the next phase of my life that I'm really wanting to step into. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm a little older than I would have liked, but I'm a little late bloomer. That's okay. But I see myself as like, okay, I understand. And I've been watching a lot of like dating coaches and things like that lately. And I'm understanding the masculine and the feminine. Yep. And that the the cabal wants to warp those two things, wants to ruin the divine masculine and feminine energies. We know what's happening with like these agendas, Mm -hmm. transgender agendas and ruining children, beautiful Mm -hmm. children. And um, so there's just so many things that I learned through the whole experience that it is to be vulnerable and that there is power in stepping into my femininity. There's power in receiving. Yes. I've always been like this. Oh, if I like a guy, I'm going to go after him and I'm going to take charge. And I'm, but then, but, but that's not how the natural male and female dynamic works. Right. That's right. So I've learned. And I want to acknowledge you right now because, you know, this is the second time we've ever spoken and it probably has been, (laughs) I don't know, three years apart or so, but, and this is not in any way to knock this is to honor you the person that you are right now is i can feel your feminine i can feel the softness and when i first met you there was a little bit more edge and a little bit you know i I felt the edge and i was like okay you know you're still a beautiful sister you know soul sister and i want to honor you and hold space for you but i just want to acknowledge you and i see it i feel it and it's a beautiful your story sis is just beginning it is. It's just beginning. It's just beginning. And I, I've said this to different people on the podcast. I, I look at everyone, influencers, like, you know, I was a TV reporter for many years. I thought I was going to make it big or have a big break here or do things here, or published author and then thing. And, and God keeps saying, nope, no, 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 no. Which is fine. I've been on this, my own journey. But what I feel like God has shown me is that everyone is on their own wave. And, and we can honor everyone for the wave that they're on. And some people crest together. So it's like, and this is not disparage anyone. I'm saying like the Brendan uh, Burchards and the, you know, the, there's like this motivational speaking or like the Tony Robbins world, like that's a wave and it's a beautiful wave. There's no bad content in that. It's just served its purpose for its time. And then there's this other wave that will come up as that wave goes down and you I believe myself too are on a wave that is just about to come and, and it's all in divine timing. It's all in divine timing. Yeah. On timing. Yeah. So I just want to acknowledge you and, and honor you because I can, I mean, just the way you've shared and talked and, and you can tell I got knocked down and got yes. home. <laughs> I, I, uh, I wrote this book. Back in 2013, which is everyone has a plan until they get punched in the face. And truly, is life not like it will punch you in the freaking face? But it's, I think you said something beautifully timed. You raise your arm and says, trust yourself. And, you know, the verse of Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, trust in the Lord with all thine heart, lean not in your understanding in all their ways, acknowledge him and he'll direct your path. The next verse after that, verse eight says, be not wise in thine own eyes, fear the Lord and depart from evil. So these three, four verses are usually the the context when we talk about 
God, trust. Like, do you trust God? Are you trusting God? Are you not trusting God enough? Trust God, surrender, trust God. But later in that same chapter, in chapter three, in Proverbs, Proverbs uh, chapter three, verse uh, 32, it says, for the forward are an abomination to the Lord, but his secret is with the righteous. I'm like, God has a secret and it's only with the righteous. What does that mean? It means this, that it's not so much, are we trusting God? It's can God trust us? And God can only trust those who have walked through the valley of the shadow of death, come on the other side and say, fear no evil. For thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. And in that, see, why Christianity is, is a, a little bit of a trap, and it, it's being corrected, because the Bible says perfect love casteth out all fear. How much fear? All fear. What's the most, I say, what's the most ignored word in the Bible? The word all. All fear. Perfect love casteth out all fear. But then everyone uses fear narrative. Well, don't it. So it's based in fear, trying to, to come to this place of, I don't know, sanctification or holiness or some purity in their walk with God. But it's those who walk and go through it. And so I just want to honor you in that your wave is, you're on your own beautiful wave and it's not mistimed and you're actually perfectly bloomed. It's not even a late bloomer. It's perfectly bloomed. The purple, I just want to honor you as you're talking, I'm like, Purple, the, the color of royalty, which is what their declaration of ruling over the red and the blue, but there is something so majestic in it and there's something so beautiful and, and feminine also in it. And so I guess I just want to end this podcast and I want to have you back and I want to have many, many more conversations. <laughs> it's just to honor you in your journey in that you're sharing, you trusting your own intuition is the message that I think every human needs to hear right now. So thank you for sharing your journey, sis. Thank you. Thank you for giving me a platform to do so. And yeah, I appreciate it. I really felt like I, I, I kind of, I don't want to say I, I, I didn't rehearse, but I kind of had a vision of this conversation already happening. And this <laughs> me telling you my story of, you know, being in the valley of my shadow mm -hmm. death. And mm -hmm. I was like, I'm not going to cry. And then I was like, I'm going to cry. And then I was like, <laughs> what I said to myself, though, I was like, but I was like, I need to cry yeah. because yeah. people are too afraid to, yeah. I used to never cry. My mom will tell you, I would never cry when I was a kid because mm -hmm. I was like so strong and tough, but there is strength in vulnerability. Yes, and yes. Yes. And I'm embracing my feminine more than I ever have before. And, mm -hmm. and so I think I can see it. I can feel it. Mm -hmm. the divine feminine. Yes. And uh, we'll see. Hopefully, uh, hopefully there's, there's my equal part, equal, equal masculine part out there Coming. somewhere. Coming. But Coming. Uh, he's, getting, he's, he's being prepared to, he's being prepared to, he's being prepared to. It's all, it's all beautiful. Sis, I love you. Thank you for coming on. And in the show notes, I will put your website. I'll put your Instagram, which also has your website. And everyone support, pray, and love on our dear sister, Nicole. She is a precious soul. And thank you, sis, for coming on. Sis, thank you so much for coming on and sharing that story beautifully, vulnerably, and powerfully. It's going to touch a lot of lives. It's touched mine. 
I shared uh, your story with my wife, who's been battling so hard the sickness that she's been going through. So your story is a testimony of light and love and healing, redemption, so many good things. And everyone, my dear brother and sister, wherever you are around the world, we are in the throes of a great cosmic war, a spiritual battle that manifests itself in the physical planes. But our job, our purpose, our gift and opportunity, why we're here is to transmute the darkness into light, the pain into healing, the fear into love. Whatever you've gone through up until this point is preparing you for something so beautiful and powerful and great. And it is coming and you must, and we must all hold on to the vision for where there is a lack of vision, the people perish. So it is your job and my job to hold on to the vision that we've birthed into this world with. And we will see it come to fruition. I really believe that. So I love you all. Please go follow Nicole. I'm going to put her Instagram handle and her website, purplepilled.com in the show notes. Go follow, support her. And dear brother and sister, I love you all. I'm sending you love. I am Lucas Mack. This is the Golden Rule Revolution. And I'll talk to you on the next episode. Thank you, brothers and sisters, for listening. For support in your journey, go to my website, lucasmack.com.